0: Oh, so I just got a phone call a minute ago, and it's Dan. He's like, I'm here. I'm like, it's Monday. And he reminded me that we moved this week. We normally record our videos on Tuesday. We moved it to Monday because he can't do Tuesday. And for whatever reason, I thought Monday would be cool. But we recorded the podcast on Monday. So here we are, total chaos. I got two things going on at one
1: time. Dan's here. That happens to me every Monday. I say, oh, yeah, you know what? I got Monday free. (laughs) And then Sunday night, I'm like, guys, can we start like five minutes later? Because I have to manage my mistakes in the morning. I put the podcast
0: in my calendar so I won't do this. And, and, I, and I still did it. And so I, he's, he's probably going to clean up the job while we're recording. But I don't have a project ready to work on. And so I don't know what we're going to do when we're done here.
1: Let's figure hmm. out one. But let's take the last three minutes of the podcast and develop a concept that you make. It's got. Okay, okay.
0: We we got to we got to be able to do it in uh, whatever time we have left. 6 hours,
1: so. Okay, we'll come up with something good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Mini brainstorm right. session.
2: Yeah. Okay, so that's the goal of this show is to end up with an idea that you can go do today.
1: Right. Oh man. Cool. And you have to do it. No matter what we come up with, you have to do it. <laughs> uh, I'll that do. That sounds it. like a good idea.
2: I'm
0: down with that.
1: <laughs> when will this video be released in relationship to the podcast?
0: <laughs> um, I I have I have my second uh, Caitlin Evan and Caitlin video coming out when this podcast comes out, so I can't make them come out at the same time.
1: All right, so as long as people can hear this and then see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm a little worried now. <laughs> Don't be. This it's is us. gonna be the best video you ever made. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> uh. You know how many times, like, I I mean, maybe you guys can tell, maybe I would mention, I don't even know. It seems like almost every other Monday, I'm like, yeah, Monday's cool. Come spend the night Monday or Sunday, whatever. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to do the podcast. At least every class. I mean, every time people have been here for the class, a few other times. And then, in fact, today, uh, a guy from a company called Cargo Glide, they make the beds. Hobie, he's a really big fan of all of ours. Hobie's coming to spend three days with me. We're going to modify my truck with a couple of their. Uh, accessories and so he's going to help me install some parts on my truck with his with his company stuff and uh, he also happens to be uh, a cinematographer and a movie and a a tv producer outside of being the technical uh project manager for this company so when he knew that we were all in this game he wanted to come and help me shoot the video so he's coming today and i woke up this morning and i said what time are you getting here because i'm getting there at five and i was just like whew because like a month ago, he's just like, "Oh, come on, whatever December tenth is." I was like, "Okay, great." And then like a couple days ago, I'm like, "Oh, December tenth, Monday." I never yeah. look at my broken calendar ever.
2: Well, I'm like David. I do look at a calendar, and I still yesterday <laughs> got a call from my my friend who's like, "Hey, we'll be there tonight." And I'm like, "What? Uh, oh yeah, you're staying with us tonight?" So we have a, a friend uh, from Savannah who's in a band, and they're on tour right now, and they were coming through last night and so uh, they came in really late after their show and then they're staying until tomorrow which is totally cool it's great to see them and everything, but I had just completely forgotten to put it on the calendar which mm-hmm. is weird for me you know David like that where I usually put everything on the calendar but this one's missing but it was funny I was talking to him last night and um, I was saying yeah you know tomorrow I gotta record the podcast in the morning uh, it takes about an hour and a half and he was like oh yeah so are you done for the day after that? <laughs> 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 yeah that's that's Let's funny sightseeing
1: <laughs> uh
2: no there's a lot a lot happening
1: <clears throat> chaos anyway yeah
0: so what else is uh what have you been up to david what have you been doing um oh, I'm, I'm my head's still spinning right now because i double booked myself uh i did the tissue box video i put it out, i put out the tissue box video on friday and that was one of those things uh Where Many years ago, Jimmy made a shop stool, and then then after he made it, he did some shop stool research and came across my video and said, hey, I made the same thing as you You were very close. Uh, It wasn't not intentional I did the same thing with the tissue box cover. I came up with this idea, and then... The morning I was getting ready to release, I do I'll, I do a little bit of keyword research, see what I should use for the title, and I came across um, uh, Pleasant Ranch. Uh, hit, one of his videos is a tissue box, cover, and they look exactly the same. Oh wow! <laughs> my video is ready to go. All I got to do is just hit publish, and so I sent him an email. I'm like, "Hey man, I just put out this video. It looks a lot like yours. non intentional. I'm really sorry. I'll link to your video in my video and." Um, and then uh, I went through and watched his video, and he, he made his completely different. They just ended up looking the same, where right. my box goes through the top, his goes to the bottom, and I have a, a loose top and whatever. but they're different, but the the end result kind of kind of looked the same.
1: right. Mm-hmm. Well, you covered your ass, I think. Yeah, yeah. And was he good about it? Oh, yeah, he was like, dude,
0: you're you, you've done so many projects that have influenced what I do, so, don't worry about it. Yeah, he was. He was awesome. That
2: happens, it. you know. I mean, that happens a lot. It's especially with something like that. Like that's a utility type thing. That's no matter who makes it, they're making it to fit the same tissue box that you buy at the store, right? So yeah. there's only so many ways you can do that. So even if you worked completely independently from several people, you're all
0: probably going to come to pretty similar results. That happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I just I I texted in. And I said, hey, Bob and Jimmy, they're going to come up with a project idea for us. And he <laughs> nice. replied with, if they can come up with it here, they can come up with it anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'm getting traction with that. If You could make it here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yep. Good for you, Jimmy. Good for you. Thank you. What is that? Somebody put it in uh, the email. Uh, who is that? Nick? Nick Carruthers? Put it oh, in yeah. the, 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 the title of the email, all I like can. The this acronym the, that's what I could think of. The, the, the
2: longest acronym in the world. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy, so, what have you been up to?
1: Well, actually, if you guys have been following along in my life and the story, I published my lock video on Friday, which was something I, I was anxious to do because I didn't know what the weekend would hold. Speaking about chaos, and I had to shoot a little video for Crazy Glue, and then I went back, and it was all all the while it's eighteen degrees out, so trying to stay warm and do all this. And anyway, I ran back home, I, I edited up my the finishing parts for the, for the padlock video that I published on Friday, and then I hopped in my car at about 8 o'clock, and I drove to Virginia, 400 miles in one direction, on the hopes that I would be able to recover uh, my friend Alan's print shop, and I had a loose plan with my buddy Chris Cash, who's on Instagram as Mount Phillips Metalworks, and... Chris met me. We got there on time. I was exhausted because I hardly slept. It took me about eight hours to get there. And I was pulling over and napping all the while. And we got there and we loaded up this antique printing press that I got. Another Chandler and Price. It's a Chandler and Price, old style, 11 by 15, which is a really beautiful piece. And uh, everything in the guy's shop. Everything. Alan is a bit elderly and he didn't really want to move around too much, which I don't think he can. He's on a cane. So uh, we made plans, it's been over a year that we've been talking to do this and I've mentioned it a few times. But his wife is, uh, is very active and she's an adorable artist and she does all kinds of stuff. The two of them do incredible artwork. He's 80, she's a little bit younger. But she had packed up every loose object in the shop in preparation for me coming. She was amazing, he was amazing. And Chris was amazing. And we were able to dismantle this machine which sat, where where we picked it up from, it had sat in that spot for 55 years, in that same spot. And Alan had restored it at that time in 1962, 1963. And he used it his this last 55 years. And uh, recently he's become a little too elderly to do any of it. So a year ago, he contacted me through a fan who linked us together. and. He watched some of my videos and he says, I would be honored for you to have all my stuff considering I'm never gonna do it and my wife wants the workshop back. And uh, so, and that night I got home after driving all the way home and my truck was downloaded with stuff. I was like, if I don't unload my truck now and put this together, I'm gonna waste the entire day tomorrow. So I stayed up until about three o'clock in the morning unloading my truck and assembling the machine in about 15 degree weather. And uh, I got it together, and I'm really happy with it. And actually, yesterday I prepared the machine. I'm going to print the very first thing I'm going to print on it is for Martin. You know Martin Mullen? Is it Martin Mullen? I don't know how to say his whole name.
2: Mm.
1: Martin. I don't know Win-
2: Wintergarden. Winter- oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know his last name, but yeah,
1: <clears throat> um, Martin. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so for Wintergarden, I'm going to print his poster on this machine. So how oh, sweet. Yeah, so he's making a poster which looks like a, uh, a patent drawing of the barbell machine. And he, he hand-drew the whole thing. It's really an incredible drawing. And it's got little call-outs. So it looks just like a patent drawing from the turn of the century. So I'm going to print 12-by-17-inch uh, posters. We're going to print 500 of them. And I'm going to do it all on the hand treadle, foot treadle. So it's going to be like running uh, running a half marathon. <laughs>
0: you uh yeah you (laughs) you used the foot treadle something in your last video
1: i forget what it it was there's a there's a foot treadle i have a foot treadle printing press i haven't used it in about a year on camera uh that's i just happened to see a video popped up it's like hey remember a year ago you did this so last december 3rd i published the video of me using the older foot treadle video maybe it popped up on facebook as a memory or something that's maybe why you saw it um and now this one this is the big monster this is a big very big machine there's bigger machines than this but this happens to be a very big machine the one that i built and the one that i recovered and restored is a is a 11 8 and a half by 11 or 8 by 11 size that's the one this one is the same exact style but bigger mm-hmm. and uh it's, uh, it's, it's a really nice piece. It's in perfect condition. It's always been kept well and oiled. But the difficult thing was I had to take it down completely. We had to take it almost completely apart to move it because every single thing collectively is almost 3,000 pounds. But each part is extremely heavy. So we had to really break it down far. And, and then with the, the help of the chain hoist, I was able to put it back together piece by piece as I took it out of the car. So I'm back together. And then uh, yesterday, what was yesterday? I it was Sunday. Chaos. Sure. yesterday was sunday so oh <clears throat> yeah so friday night i drove to virginia and i spent all day saturday and then yesterday was sunday oh and i worked at patrick all day long installing electric in the workshop we did the electric a couple weeks ago but we did one thing that was uh incorrect according to the codes of this county and so we had to modify it and we were able to do it we had plenty of material and everything was set up we just had to do it and so we did that yesterday in the 25 degrees and uh everything has a misnomer of how cold it was as we did it so you remember what a pain in the ass it is so we were able to yeah
0: Oh, i interrupted at the wrong time
1: no 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 Sorry, you should throw water on me because i keep talking (laughs) god uh
0: i remembered (laughs) what i saw in your video at the padlock video you had the the hacksaw the powered hacksaw thing oh yeah um and i was like he could have done that by hand but he's using this awesome amazing (laughs) tool to do this
1: (laughs) it is it is uh it is belt-driven My buddy Joe Ryder gave me that uh, on on Thanksgiving. We went and had dinner with my buddy Joe and his family. And while I was there, he gave me that as a gift. And so I, I immediately knew it would be a perfect opportunity to use it. And as we're cutting it, I realized the blade on it was so dull. And he said to me, you got to change the blade. So I started the, the shoot and, and it wasn't cutting fast at all. And my buddy Chris happened to be, he leaned in and he goes, dude, this thing's got no teeth on it. You got to put your glasses on. And so I took, it out of the, <laughs> I took it out of the holder, went over and put it on the bandsaw and cut it down to like about an eighth of an inch, put it back on the saw, and then got the beauty shot of it cutting all the way through. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, that's a great machine. It is, It is is belt-driven by a motor. And that is about, It's the machine is about 120 years old. Oh, wow. So, yeah, power hacksaw. So that was it. And then uh, I shot, I finally got to my little uh, Crazy Glue video last night, which was a lot of fun, which uh, it will be in the vlog coming up. I just, me and Brett had a lot of fun with it, just goofing off yesterday. So, and now here I am with you guys. I almost forgot we were supposed to get together.
2: <laughs> per usual, you always forget. <laughs> Um, I made a bench out of a slab, and it's uh, for our mudroom. So we're working on a mudroom renovation right now. It needed a bench, so I made a bench as a video separately, and it'll go into that room when we do that video for the room itself. And it's not really the ideal uh, material for a bench. It's a basswood slab, which is soft. It's really – it's okay – it, I said this in a video one time. I said it's dense but lightweight, and people gave me a lot of stuff about that. Does that make sense but to you? Dense
1: but lightweight. Yes. Are you talking about basswood. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's tightly grained. It's it, maybe because it's, somebody, not, it's not necessarily lightweight like a balsa wood. It is. It is fairly dense.
2: Well, but I think people were like complaining about the fact that I said dense and lightweight because people equate dense with uh, with weight, but it's not. It's about volume, which is not necessarily weight. People gave me a big hard time mm. about saying that, but like if you look at the physical definitions of mass and volume and weight,
1: I was right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Bob, the comments my <laughs> the comments shouldn't be read as often as they are. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> the
2: comments are not read as often as they were Bob, for only me. Read, only so read you know. the true and,
1: fans for the first. Three hours and then don't look again.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm actually spending a lot less time <laughs> in the comments right now. Anyway, my point was, the uh, the basswood is is kind of soft. Like you can you could poke it with something and it's going to make a dent or whatever. So it's maybe not an ideal piece of wood for a bench. But it's. I had this eight foot long, four inch thick, chunk. This is a massive piece, and so we cut that down to a four foot piece, and then I made some simple. Um, like box frame trapezoidal legs to go underneath it. So it's a pretty simple bench, but then we made a uh, like a boot tray out of cedar, so just a slatted boot tray to go underneath that so we could put our snow boots and stuff on it. It so can drain out into a little pan. So that's going out this week. Um, but that was like just one little thing that I did, and I feel like I've been doing a hundred other little things and it's getting really hard to keep track of you know, like where the renovation's at and where R2-D2's at and what the schedule looks like. And then the holidays are coming up, and it just feels like a bit of chaos. Yeah. And it's really funny because we were talking about maybe talking about right. chaos, <laughs> and then David's morning
0: exploded. And, <clears throat> yeah. 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 let talk, about talk chaos. a
1: little bit about chaos. Well, uh, is this
0: is there some sort of chaos energy like like we invoked it just by talking about like maybe that's what our topic is gonna be and then everything happened yeah. like chaos was like, Yeah, sure, let's do that.
1: Ah! Yeah. <laughs> well it's a very it's if you ever have those astrology friends, it's very crazy now. Uh, Venus is in retrograde and you know it has nothing to do with what's really mm-hmm. happening. I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> poor poor planning. All it has you astrology to do with fans, else, yeah. yeah, send your letters to me. <laughs> It's nothing to do with it. <laughs> poor planning. has nothing to do with it. no, it's the planets are in retrograde. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, no, it's been a crazy morning, but you know, considering uh, it, you gotta, you gotta jump into the deep end of the pool to, to, to get uncomfortable to get, uh, to get some new knowledge. And that was kind of the gist of uh, Kevin, Kevin Lazat, who I'm going to talk a little bit about later in the suggested videos. Kevin Lazat sent this, a. uh, uh, uh podcast topic. He always has good ones. And he basically said, uh, how do you balance discipline and chaos, more or less? I mean, I'm interpreting his, his suggestion. But the idea of opening up to chaos to allow crazy things to happen. like uh, It's like the difference between walking through like a perfectly organized hardware store and knowing exactly what you want, or walking through a junkyard with a wrench in your pocket and going to find, you know, those, those are two sort of visual metaphors, but uh, how do you decide which is the way to go? Or, or when you get too deep in one, how do you deal with it versus the other? Um, I don't know. Is that a good metaphor? Idea of wandering through a junkyard.
2: Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're actively going into both of those situations, you know, like one, trying to find what you need to make what you want happen. And the other one, you're just going in yeah. looking for opportunities. And that's, and try not that's to a get pretty hurt good or way crushed. to put it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to get a rusty
1: cut. Especially if you haven't had a tit in a shot in a long time. No.
2: That's true. Yeah, I mean like this is something I, I do kind of deal with, uh, because there's obviously there's part of me that likes to plan and likes to organize and stuff. Um and that's I think is a strength in a lot of ways, but it can also be you know kind of a it can stop you from doing a lot of things. Um, and I try to be really open to <clears throat> letting random ideas in and just being able to pivot quickly and, you know, take on something and not not avoid something because it's not on the schedule. Like, I don't want to do that, and I don't think I do that. But I don't know. Like, uh, there's a middle ground, or maybe it changes all the time, between... Um, being super organized and having everything planned out, and then just flying by the seat of your pants. Like they're both dangerous in different ways if they're, you know, if you're on either of those extremes. And there's some middle ground in there where um, they can both happen and you have a little more freedom to follow, you know, something, an idea, uh, but you've also got some stability. Cause I think this can apply to both projects and the business side of what we do and i know at least for me like the business side has to be a little more reliable it has to be a little more stable and i can't i can't just like i'm going to go do this now like i'm going to start making i don't know some you know whatever some random thing i'm i'm in the middle of of trying to think about next year and we talked a, bit, a little bit about this last week where i'm thinking about the possibilities and you know, what we could pull off next year and what it's going to take to pull that off. And so I'm trying to kind of plan, but be open to see where it's going to take us. But I also see that I have to plan uh, to have things in place for the right kind of growth. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing that I'm
1: going through right now is that Taylor has scheduled 11, maybe 12 classes between April and October. And she has a schedule up. And I haven't really pushed promoting it yet because it's on my website. I haven't pushed it hardcore because we're still tweaking it. And uh, we're going to gently kind of do a slow rollout. We've already booked about 15 spots across the whole season uh, for people that just happened upon the schedule in my website. And every day I looked at the schedule she laid out and I keep going, yeah, that'll be fine. And like every day I found like little conflicts. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be there on that day. Oh, I'm supposed to be here on that day. And i I think I have nothing to do from now until next year, but apparently I have a lot of things to do. And because my calendar doesn't work and I still never have to write anything down, everything force fits itself into play. And I don't really confront any of it until I'm just like a couple of days out. It's like, hey, am I going to see you this weekend? I'm like, where am I going this weekend? Oh, I'm supposed to be in Atlanta? Oh, okay, I got to move this thing over there. okay, yeah, I'll see you in Atlanta. And that's kind of how my... (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's kind of how my life I'm has been. But
1: <laughs> for growth in the classes, I have to actually be a big boy and like actually look at the next 15, 18 months and see what I really have to do. And uh, it's honestly, it's difficult for me because I don't, I, I compartmentalize everything. And I don't, I don't literally look outside of what I have to do right now, because if I did, I wouldn't be able to concentrate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have to build this padlock the The building can be on fire, but I know I have to finish this padlock so I can hop in my car and drive to Virginia. So, anything, do you want to have lunch? You know, no, no. Uh, let's just finish this. And you know, people coming and going, like my neighbor Wands is in, and I just say, "Hey, how you doing?" And I just keep my head down. Like I don't tell him to leave. I just hope he gets the point and just walks out. And uh, uh, it's, <laughs> this is just how I do. And I'm not saying that's the best way, but that's the best way that's worked for me. And my, uh, you know, my inability to confront stuff, which I'm working on. I've been working on it with a guy for a while now.
0: The two th- examples that I have where I introduce chaos into my life is when Weens was a puppy uh, thirteen years ago. <laughs> I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. never getting a puppy again. This is insane. And then we got a puppy last year, almost exactly a year ago. And there's just something about like. I- I'm drawn to this cr- craziness and chaos. And then um, when I when I was working on my first book, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do another book. It's a lot of work. And then there's these deadlines on top of what I'm already doing. Then I did a second book. And while I was working on the second book, I'm like, yeah, no more books for a long time. Now I'm working on the third book, which is due in a few weeks. And it's it's total chaos. But I think... I think I like that. I think I like being busy all the time. I like there to be things weighing on me that need to be done. I don't know. it just if I'm sitting around doing nothing and I'm just in, in my routine, it's too it's too comfortable. And I don't I don't know why I I I'm uneasy about comfortableness.
2: Well, I mean I'm with you on that. Like I like to have work stacked up to where I have something to do, you know, and I have like a long list of things to do, that feels good because it, like, that's a list that I can check off, you know, like I can, I can do a thing, it's done, move it out of the way, and there's something right behind it waiting. I think the chaos is, for me, is kind of a different thing because it's, it's unknown, which is not always bad, but it's a different thing than having work stacked up waiting for me. Like for me, chaos is, um, when stuff doesn't go well okay here's a good example so i i was talking about the the sink last week remember i was talking about i got that big crazy cast iron sink and i thought it would be kind of simple to just put this sink in well it turns out that like you had i had to reinforce the wall to hang this sink and then i had to find the drain and that's been a whole thing and i finally did find one which is good um and then last night, my dad came over, and he was like, you know, I was thinking about how you reinforce the wall for that sink, and I think that's going to bow your, <laughs> your studs. And I'm like, what? What? And he got me super freaked out, and he was trying to be helpful. I'm not saying anything bad about it, but it freaked me out because it was like, oh, no, another thing. Like there's another thing that I haven't f- figured out, or I did wrong, and I have to – ultimately, I think it's fine because I the way – The way that they recommended doing it, the manufacturer of the sink, I think it's going to be okay. Um, But And I hung it last night, and it it hangs fine. Whatever. No big deal. But the thing there was, it was like this compounding of, this is going to be an easy sink. And this is one small piece of an entire room that we have to do. And then the chaos of, well now I have to cut the wall open. Oh, I cut the wall, now I have to figure out how to move the plumbing. Oh, well, now I have to fix the wall. Oh, now I have to do the sink, the drain. All this while, I'm thinking, the tile's going to show up any day, and then I can tile the floor. The tile's still not here. And so it's just this, this stuff that's like, I can't plan for, I can't plan around, because I didn't know what was going to happen in the first place. You know, it's like, if bad stuff happens and you can work around it, sure, that's no big deal. But it, it's just like one unknown after another that these things pop up and i don't have a way to work around them i think that's where it gets me and that's different than looking at you know here's a room that i want to renovate here are the 30 things that i have to do to make that happen and it's going to take me two weeks or three weeks or whatever to do you know and i can just move through them and always have more uh, the next step ready um and when I say that, it sounds like I'm super controlling, and I want to have everything lined out, and that's not at all the case. It's just, it's exhausting to have one thing after another. That is like a, it's, mm. it's like a wrench, you know. I don't know. Is that different than like what you're talking about, David? Like like introducing chaos on purpose into your life?
0: No, I, I mean. It, it's different as in the the actual thing but the 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 stress involved with it is is the same except i, I don't know i don't i i guess is there something wrong with me if i'm uneasy about comfortableness <laughs> like why like every time i get into a groove or a rhythm i want to change it up i don't know why i do that like everything is going great right now and now we're on like we, we're doing weekly videos and we have we have this this formula that's working. The comments on my videos recently have been And been now now insane. and now I you love said your, do you wanna tell everybody
1: you said you wanna wear a suit of armor in the rest of your videos from now on? You wanna wear this? just to change things up? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I wanna completely change it up. Just because.
1: Yeah. And so like uh, besides
0: the suit of armor, I've been talking with Dan I'm like, okay, how can we ch- how how can we change this up a little bit? Like because we I'm comfortable. And so now we're thinking about dividing the videos up into two two parts. But how do we make live par, the two parts separate so you can watch them without yeah, so they live alone and also be interesting. And once again, to do this adds a little bit more work. It also adds complexity and more chaos. I'm like, why do I keep doing this to myself? But I think hmm. I think it's I think it's the challenge. It's like if I'm not being challenged anymore, oh, oh I, then it's the satisfaction of the project goes away, and so instead of doing more complex projects, I make the
1: the. I was gonna say, why don't you, you change the project, project up? Complex. Keep your frame.
2: Interesting. Okay, so I would go about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're different; we do different things. But I would go about the in, in the opposite direction, where I would try to get the the framework, the kind of Production side of it, like stabilize. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say, just mm-hmm. so, so change that your projects should you be
2: different, so that we could add more types of content. That type of thing, um, huh? Interesting. Do you think that works against you in any way?
0: No, um, no. I, 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 I think, I think it enhances, it helps, and it and it pushes me. So, the only thing that works against me is is the stress and planning of, of trying to get to where I want to be. No, I, I think it, de- I think it definitely helps and it pushes me forward.
1: Just keep your, your framework as is if you're comfortable with it and then challenge yourself in the project section. Cause then this way people can tune in and expect what they're comfortable with, but be surprised each week. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, that's, definitely a way to go i think it's
1: kind of what bob and i both do i mean you do it too but you know if you're really looking for that challenge well just challenge yourself a little bit harder in the project uh,
0: how uh, how can how do i say this without bringing negativity i got really lucky in that there's a certain sponsor who i love working with that is um I got a big deal for, for 2019 with the current sponsor. And they are sponsoring 12 videos over 2019. Which means and they don't care what the project is. So I get to do whatever. So what that means for me is I get to at least be a YouTuber, quote unquote, for another year. No matter what happens. Because I, I've already, I got this big deal. So I am going to take that. And I am going to do more out there projects i'm gonna try to get more artsy i'm gonna try to make the projects maybe not more complex but just different i need there to be the what the heck factor about some of Mm. them and um, so maybe in a sense i am doing that while bringing in more chaos by trying to make two videos uh, a week and i don't know Hmm. I don't know what I guess I don't know what I'm getting at. I, like I'm, I'm confusing myself with. Uh, it, it's, a, it's the internal struggle of like everything is working. Why are you changing it up? But I got to change it up because everything is working. Huh. Interesting.
2: I mean, do you? I guess like outside of the, of the YouTube stuff and just the the work stuff, do you personally thrive on uncomfortableness? Like, do you do better in situations that are, you know, like you have to figure out your way through versus just like, this is okay?
0: I I think so because when I look back at whatever job that I had and when there was a deadline, I worked best under pressure. It's always like you're Mm. you're coming up with that aha moment the night before and everything works out. It's like
1: That's what was supposed to come up with in your video today. Let's not forget that part Let's through all not this that. chaos direction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <True.
0: laughs> so yeah, I think I work better under pressure. And maybe huh. I know that, and that's why I add chaos and pressure to myself.
2: Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. If that's the way that you work best, then that, mm-hmm. that is a pretty logical thing to do, you know, to keep yourself in the best position. Whereas I, when I start to get stressed and overwhelmed with something I become less productive because I I get all like scattered and I'm like I don't know which which thing do I do which I don't know which one to focus on or whatever whereas if I if I've got kind of a plan or at least the time to adjust then I'm way more productive because I can just kind of burn through Mm -hmm. stuff hmm yeah Jimmy, what about you? Like in in this stuff, do you intentionally introduce chaos into your? I mean, I know your life is chaotic. (laughs) That's obvious. (laughs) But do you do that on purpose, or is that just kind of
1: how it happens? Um, I think it just kind of happens because I do have these intense moments, like this weekend, where I I did this sort of twenty four hour dive in for the machine that I went and picked up. I mean, it was more than twenty four hours, but. This intense moments. And then I have absolutely nothing to do, which I, I impose on myself. I have nothing to do. And then I have a lot to do. And so people think that I don't rest. I just show the, the activity, you know, on Instagram and whatnot. I don't show when I'm just kind of chilling around, listening to podcasts and just tinkering or cleaning the shop. I mean, that's therapeutic for me to go in and just like sweep the whole shop or, uh, you know, organize something, which lately I haven't been doing much of, but people don't see those parts. And so they only see, and you know, I've even had friends tell me recently, they're like, dude, you got to slow down. Like you seem like you got too much going on, but there really are moments where I have absolutely nothing to do. And I go for a drive for a couple hours or I'm like, you know what, let me go. You know, I'm always looking for new property to buy or, you know, to maybe potentially fantasize about. So, you know, there's always that too. You know? So there's always, there's always something to do in between the chaos So I feel, uh, uh, to some extent, a certain sense of balance that people don't realize. I've been going out and spending more time with the chickens, like Rocky. I go and hang out with the chickens a little bit make sure that they're all good. Because I'm a little worried about them (laughs) that the weather is getting super cold. Uh, So I go out there and I talk to the chickens like I'm nuts. Just because I feel like they need a little bit of interaction. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's... I can't seem to avoid it. And like I said, my calendar still doesn't work. Remember the problems we had a couple of years ago? Everybody sent me versions of how to fix it. I don't use my ca- I don't even open the calendar at all anymore because it's always open to some other date that's not the date we're in. Can't figure it out. I don't even understand it. Um, there's a couple of like consistent bugs in my phone. Like that's one of them. And now let me ask you guys, since I have this, I uh, just to open this topic very quickly. When you restart your phone, does your text message not work when you restart your iPhone? Like three iPhones in a row now. Every time I restart my iPhone, the text message takes like 20 minutes to actually work. I go to open text message and there's nothing there. Mm. I just seemed like a glitch. I figured it was on every iPhone. Because lately that's obviously the most useful means of communication. <laughs> <Nope>. And <laughs> yeah, So I restart my iPhone and then <laughs> I go to hit the text message and it's just a white screen. And I got to like uh, start and restart the app 20 times until it actually starts to work. Anyway, that's off the subject, but yeah, no, I don't, um, I can't, I can't avoid it. I can't avoid saying, okay, come on the 15th. And that's three months from now. And then when that comes up, like there's 70 other things to do, like between now and the 20th, I have to build an eight by eight foot shed for loads. I'm going to build it inside and we're going to install it somewhere in the yard. I don't know where it's going to go yet. I don't even, like I don't really want one. I don't like, I don't want more structures on the property. I want less. (laughs) <laughs> but I gave myself this crazy idea that I need a place to put my lawnmower and uh, so anyway they're committed mm. to it, they're looking forward to doing it and so we're going to build it, me and Brad are going to build it in the shop and then take it apart and on one cold two hours put it together somewhere in the backyard instead of building it the entire time outside and freezing so that has to happen and you know. And how I deal with chaos is this, I say okay on the 20th that's going to get done, if I have to stay awake for a couple nights I'll do it And as I get closer and do all the things that need to get done, like, for instance, I'm working with Cargo Glide today and tomorrow. Once that's put to bed, then I focus on the time I have left and say, "Okay, I can do this with that time left. And uh, I just I'm just as they say, putting out fires. I'm really just crossing things off the list or putting out fires. And uh, it's it's I'm so used to it that any other way it, it, it doesn't feel abnormal to me.
2: Well, yeah, I was gonna ask because it doesn't seem like that stuff stresses you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't seem like much stresses you out. But are you? That's just part of well, your rhythm. Funny. Like, the, the chaos and the unknown doesn't. Well, doesn't Patrick buggy. and I
1: talked about. Patrick uh, is my electrical friend, and he's been through a lot, just as I've been through a lot. And you know, we're in our fifties. You know, we're not spring chickens. We've been, <laughs> we've been to, uh, we've been to hell and back a couple times, and so. The point of us talking about that and laughing about it is like nothing. It's very, very. There's nothing that can shock us really at this point. You know, I mean, uh, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff, and I've injected myself into a lot of crazy things. You know, I'm talking deadlines and promises, and you know, failed uh, business ventures and successful business ventures. So. I seem fairly calm, but it's only because I uh, just—I've been through it all already. Like I've had the stress about it already, whatever it is. You know, I remember there was a time in my thirties when my brother and I worked together all the time, and I was always stressed out. And I don't know what clicked, but I guess it's just enough of the same where you just go, "Oh, okay, this is the way it is," and then you just get used to it. You know, it's a new comfort zone.
0: I can't remember. Speaking of chaos, like things are just piling up right now. I can't remember if, if we uh, were hitting record when I was talking about it, but my, I mentioned this morning, my MacBook, um, which is my, it's not my main computer, but it's a computer I can move from room to room. Won't get past the startup screen. I've done the um, safe boot, uh, the P reset and all that. And I have to set up a an appointment with the genius bar. And just now on my main computer, which is a, where I'm at now, it says, time machine could not complete the backup. An error occurred. The problem may be temporary. The problem persists, if the problem persists, use disk utility to repair your backup
1: disk. Like, w-
0: I don't know <laughs> what we're doing, but everything is going Well, wrong Venus is today. in retrograde this and uh, terrible.
1: The moon. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, isn't it crazy? Uh, it's, everything's just so crazy.
2: Uh, the- it is weird. That's um, my hippie yeah. astrology I mean, for Like we've got a we've got a bunch of tech things problems right now too. Um, you know what happened? Yeah. It's funny cuz I bought I bought a second server, a uh, file server to put at Forby's office in Savannah so that we could have an offsite backup in case something happened, you know, God forbid to my house, all the footage and all the files and everything would be safe in another place. And I haven't even gotten it out of my office yet, and it is causing so <laughs> many problems. It's just like trying to get these two things to just be online at the same time and get footage moving. <laughs> oh it's, my god! Ah! I had a funny, so I had a funny
1: revelation last night. Well, I had a two-second panic, and in my mind, I literally was going, "Okay, how can I solve this? What what has to happen? What 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 what's the contingency plan?" I thought my computer was here at my desk in my little office. So I'm in the kitchen, I, and now I was gone. I was gone for 24 hours, going to pick up that stuff and come back, and, and I hadn't needed to touch my computer. I had published on that lock video, and I just forgot about the computer. And I was in the kitchen. I'm like, hmm, I thought my computer was here. So I came in my office, and my computer wasn't here. And I was like, hmm, that's funny. I must have brought my computer to Virginia with me. So I go out in my car, my, back sa- my backpack, and it's not in there. And I was like, that's it. Somebody broke it and stole my computer some some obsessed fan just wanted my computer it's over. <laughs> that's the first thing i thought it was like somebody snuck in my house and stole my computer and i was like now what do i do and i my hard drive and my computer were nowhere to be found it wasn't in the, the last three places the only three places i could have left them and i was like okay what do i do now i have this movie half done that movie's half done that movie's half done uh what do i do what do i do what do i do what do i do and I was like, oh, call Taylor, ask where she put the computer. So I called Taylor. I was like, where's my computer? And she goes, Oh, I put it under the thing because I was cooking. And it was in the kitchen, so she moved it. But for those like three mm. minutes, I really thought, like, how in the world could my computer be gone? Where where could it be? Because there would be no reason for her to take it off my desk, which is kind of where I thought it was last. I really thought somebody just like opened up a window in the house and stole my computer. But, but then, uh, talk about panic. I was really panicked right there and then because I, I would have just had to forego, you know, four or five projects and just start over, which mm-hmm. isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's just, you just make new content. That's what we do, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about that too. Like, you know, if I were to lose footage from an entire video, like that's a drag, but it's not the end of the world. Like, honestly, any computer in here, any tool could explode disintegrate whatever and like it you know we'll get by it's not the end of the world but man would it really throw a wrench and stuff if you were to lose multiple videos that were in progress that would put you back a little bit okay we need to move on and give david an idea
0: unless you guys have anything (laughs) else about
2: this because like
0: you're gonna have to make something in a
2: very short amount of time
0: yeah so we'll uh, well we got the after show to do so let's say we end the after show at eleven fifteen a.m. Dan leaves at five thirty. There's also got to be a lunch in there. So um, mm-hmm.
1: basically, do you need you a know. sign? Do you need a sign for anything? Do you no- make a sign. When's the last time you band-sawed letters?
0: Well, that's a that's a great idea because uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the video yeah, of my he was making the courses. that I put out a couple weeks ago, but he has a mm-hmm. saying of. Yeah, um, and his oh, saying is "keep moving." And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, it'd be cool to represent my grandfather in the shop if I yeah. hung up a sign that said "keep moving." Sweet. There you go. Done. Keep right. moving. <laughs> on to the after show. <laughs>
1: you could. Bat, this is I, a, um, so. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm imparting my personal, uh, you know, workflow on you. You could bandsaw out the thing that says keep moving in Please reverse do. and then use it as a wood block cut to make prints because now I'm in the print mode again because I got my new printing press. You could do that or you could make the mm. word itself or you could, and then you could make a frame for that first print. So you can make the print, make a thing. It's like basically making a potato stamper but out of wood. Right? I, and then oh, you could make either, I, then I you could this. give out a couple so. of prints or sell, maybe make 100 prints out of that wood block cut that you do. And an easy way to do a wood block cut is instead of carving away the back is just to bandsaw out the letters and glue them onto a surface. So now you have a a very high raised surface, which is a little bit more, it's a little quicker to do. Well, you could, you could jigsaw too. I love that.
0: So, um, yeah, I, uh, uh, well, no, I definitely do it on the bandsaw. I like that. Um, and that's called a. Uh, is that uh, that's called a relief print, right? When
1: you when you're oh uh, yeah, I mean I, I mean you know it's just a press like a Gutenberg press yeah. is a you know like the thing. You never see the thing. It's like a big lever, and it just it just like a screw. It just presses. It's just like a plate press. That's that's the original printing press thing where you just go on mm-hmm. it with like a little. You, you put ink on it. You put a piece of paper, and then you you just slide it under the press and you squish it down with a screw.
0: So, let's say I want to do. Uh, something that's 11 by 17 do i do that all as one stamp or should i have it individual parts so uh, no if you could it yeah, well if you could
1: you could have there's one sense? two ways of doing it you could have one big screw press which you obviously have to make or figure out how to do that or uh you could have the paper be affixed to the top of it and then go over it with a roller so the pressure is like along the points of the roll as it goes mm. And that's that's uh, like a lithograph press where okay. you see that table rolling okay. under a big roller wheel. That's a way to apply pressure right at the point as it goes underneath mm-hmm. the, the wheel. So there's the two different versions of applying pressure.
2: So another option there, in case you don't want to do like the entire thing as one block, is to cut separate words, the two words as mm-hmm. a separate piece, and make them into stamps. And then you could have you could still make a big sheet. And press yeah. those on. Anything can individual can be could be a colors color. or whatever, or you can lay them out good. in different orientations. I, yeah,
0: yeah. What's um, so? What would I use as the ink? Is this you is could? This or you could just use paint. A use a paint roller.
1: You could just use a roller, roller. You could roll a, a like a, like a foam rubber roller. You know, like a low a low pile foam roller, and just roll yeah. out paint, and then just stick the block in paint, and then. Apply it that way, okay. okay. Yeah, so it could be a, it'll be a little gooey and fun, but that's therein yeah. lies the art. Yeah,
2: I like that. If if you were to roll it directly onto the block itself, then you end up with extra paint around the edges. Yeah, it gets right? a little gooey and
1: drippy. That's why you apply okay. a flat layer of of it, so like on a piece of glass or plexiglass, and then you pick it up with the block and then apply it where you want to go. That's the way of doing it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So 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 say that again. You put the you put the the paint or ink on the glass and then you the put block the block into it the, the block right on it into it, it yeah. lift it up and then press it onto yeah.
1: Well, that's one. Yeah. That's if you're doing little stamps if you have like a one big plate that had a lot of words on it you would use the ink roller roller it on the glass just so that it's all even on the roller itself and then roller it across the top of all your ink plate and then apply the piece of paper try not to move it around because you'll get like shadows and then apply pressure somehow some way and then take it off and you have your plate
2: okay so hmm. And like so, if you used wood for the, uh, like for the printing surface itself, then and after you use it a few times, it's going to start to soften. Well, I mean, if it's like an MDF, you know, use something like that, it's going to start to expand a little bit with the moisture. I would imagine hardwood probably wouldn't do that at all. But if you had something that you could use for like a linoleum block, it would be even better. It's going to last, you know, through a bunch of different printings. Uh, you can definitely get a linoleum block
0: from Michaels or a place like that too. I actually I have some uh, linoleum block, yeah. And I never even and I have it to like carve. You could band out saw it, the, makes it easier. The negative space, but I could yeah. bandsaw it. I never even thought about bandsawing that. Yeah. Hmm. This is you could also
2: point. you could also do uh, you know you could have that, and then you could do a laser version as well. I mean, you can't do the linoleum block on a laser, but you could make a separate cutout for a certain detail and be like, "Well, if you have a laser, you know, you can make stamps this way, or you can do it with a bandsaw, or you can, you can carve it by hand." I just you know, sent you a,
1: a wood block print video. It's a really good one. It's long. You could just scroll through it quickly, but okay. there's lots of tips in there. And this guy's a very accomplished printing. Oh yeah,
0: this was maybe your yeah. pick a while back or something. I just watched happened, this happened guy to pop before. up
1: again. That's what was, that's why I found it and showed it to you. But.
2: You can Thank even you. do like, you could cut out letters and stuff with a bandsaw and then get a simple carving tool. If you're doing a linoleum block, I guess, or wood, get a carving tool and add certain texture to part of it. So you're doing like the majority of the cutting, you know, with a power tool and then texturizing a certain letter or a certain detail. I got a or funny
1: one. If you really want to get playful in this, just cut out an alphabet and then make whatever you want. Oh. So just cut out a rubber, <laughs> you know, it cut yeah. out that linoleum print alphabet. So you could just have like an alphabet of like one-inch or two-inch high letters, and then you could make whatever stamp. Yeah. Please do not place anything on this counter. And then start making signs for the whole house, you know, like become the Scotch Tape Bandit. Does anybody live with a Scotch Tape <laughs> Bandit that like loves the Scotch Tape signs? I have four little <laughs> ones
2: that are Scotch Tape yeah. Bandits. They're My mom, they're my, my mom will yeah. never listen to this so I can joke around.
1: <clears throat> my mom, we, we call her the Scotch Tape Bandit because she scotch tapes everything to the wall. Like, don't put this here. Don't touch this. This is the key to the garage. Don't remove it. You know, so my mom is like the scotch tape band that we call Eileen the rest of the scotch tape band. (laughs) My whole life, that that scotch brand, scotch tape that disappears when you put it on something, but is impossible to remove. Like, if there was a forensic scientist, he would go through my house. He would be like, there was a scotch tape monster in this house. (laughs) <laughs> and he's still in the house. It's
2: still in the, <laughs> the
1: Scotch tape bandit. is calling.
0: Okay, cool.
2: Well, was that helpful, David?
0: Yeah, uh, very much so. I'm actually te- texting Dan all these ideas right now. He's out in the shop cleaning up and uh, charging up batteries and stuff. So, yeah, now, that was nice. super helpful. And I'm here's kind of a crazy excited idea. So,
1: this is what I was thinking you could do this or not do this, maybe just inspiration. Cut out the letters of the saying that say keep moving. And to make life simple, keep the letters kind of stuck together so that the word keep is one object. Life um, um, is one object. Yeah. And then set up your rip fence, your, your resaw fence. Rip off a thin layer of whatever you band saw out and save that. And that becomes the plaque that you hang on the wall in wood. And then the rest, the other half, becomes your print blocks. <sighs> so you end up with nice. a video where you have a positive mm, reading woodcut mm. sign and then the stamp blocks to make a paper version of it. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I could even resaw um, a couple uh, of the print blocks out of yeah. there in case one becomes too yeah. waterlogged, expands. Yeah. And, and then uh, to, yeah, to get a yeah.
1: good print, let's just say if you couple, cut a couple of slices out of it, glue it down how you want it, then lay a big piece of sandpaper down, and then give a nice smooth... <laughs> so it's all one level, so your so marks won't translate through the print. So there's a lot. There's a lot of ch- to chew on mm-hmm. there. Literally, mm-hmm. chew on that.
0: Yeah, you guys. Like, you're true. hired. You're both hired. So every <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Wait a Did second. Did you guys we happen to see on job. Instagram a
1: couple days ago? <laughs> More uh, chaos. A couple of days ago, there was a thing that was going around. I saw it on engineering Instagram, like civil engineering, and it showed it showed uh, two poles with a string between it, and it was said it was an Amazon. If you get hired by Amazon, this is one of the questions they ask you: two poles. Uh, an X amount mm-hmm. apart, with a, with an 80 foot rope. The poles are 50 feet high. And when the rope is strung between the two poles, the, the apex of the loop leaves a 10 foot spot at the bottom. How far apart are the poles? Oh man. I read the answer. Yes. Jumped ahead. I read the answer. I still didn't <laughs> understand why. Yeah. <clears> hmm. <throat> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's this is I, so math, simple. Is there? I'll give everybody the answer because it's been out. <laughs> the poles would have to be exactly zero apart because if the rope is 80 feet, if you fold it on itself, it's 40 feet. Uh-oh. And if there's a 10 foot space at the bottom after the thing is hung mm-hmm. from pole to pole, <clears throat> they can only be exactly side by side for that capiche. <laughs> Bob's doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, <capiche>. <laughs> <laughs> No, I get it. I just don't really care. Well, then but then I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will not get a job at Amazon. I'm am very You're sorry. Like,
0: Stupid question. No, no, no. I will not get a job at Amazon. I'm <laughs> bummed about that. Bob does not like trick questions.
2: <laughs> oh, that is interesting. I would not have. I don't think I would have gotten there. Like to that answer. Um, somebody's at my door. Maybe they're delivering tile. That'd be sweet. Oh um all right cool well uh you want to talk about what we're watching you got anything yes
0: yes i found my pick
2: good what is it oh Um, wait wait wait, wait. let me let me let me think patreon people i forgot about that um so of course every week we are grateful for patreon support um especially wise old dal evan and caitlin Corey ward works by solo chad from Mancrafting, caleb harris maker in training Fun Kiss, Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks, Making It Home, and Make, Build, Modify. Um, But them and everybody else, we're really grateful for all the support. Uh, It it does make the show happen. We have turned down sponsors in the past. We don't really want to have sponsors because you guys help us out. (laughs) And now we have to pay for a new recording service. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, so thank you to the Patreon supporters for making that a possibility for us. If you want to help out the show and get the after show, which is more of us talking, often secret stuff, go to patreon.com slash making it and help us out. We would appreciate it. David, what you got?
0: All right. So this is a Live Edge TV stand, which uh, is in... Different take what on it, the live. What edge. is the live edge TV? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a live edge TV. So you 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 tear apart the plastic casing and you no, um, nice. so it's a TV stand and it's got the live edge where the the front um, doors would be, and it's almost it's almost taken the river table approach to this, but no river table, and it's on the front and, and instead of the top, I think it's just oh, a really wow. creative use of live edge. And it's I've not seen it. And it's absolutely beautiful. A lot of hand tool work in this video. And it's just, it's one of those videos that's like, this is relaxing. This is how I want to spend my lunch, you know, watching this video. It's really good. The uh, the channel is Kobe. There's a uh, there's two consonants in a row. Uh, M and S. I don't know how to pronounce this. But Kobe Musk Furniture? Kobe Amsuk? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm going to blow up cool. Kevin Lazat. Awesome. Kevin is the—he's uh, our story producer. He's our show producer. <laughs> Kevin keeps coming. Kevin keeps coming up with good uh, podcast <laughs> Thanks, suggestions, Kevin. and today was one of them. And then also, you know, because Venus is in retrograde, we had all these problems today. You know, it's just not your time this week. <laughs> so uh, we had all this chaos problems. But uh, check out Kevin. He put up his first that video. Last week, Derek put up his first video, and now Kevin put up his first video, and Graz had a lot to do with both of those, so big ups to Graz, Graz Makes. He was the uh, He's the story producer from behind the scenes on both of those guys, and uh, Kevin put up his first video. Kevin's been doing very well on Instagram and showing amazing technical know-how when it comes to Bridgeport milling and lathing, because that's what he's uh, well-trained at and well-skilled at, and so on his YouTube he gets to do some artistry and make some cool things using these very very rigid techniques but making some beautiful artwork so kevin congratulations and we look forward to more so check that out
2: sweet Ooh. i was subscriber number 80 so oh. everybody else should go make that number a lot higher for him did you and drop yeah, that link
0: th- in the in the chat i want to check that out
2: uh oh I put it in there in Skype. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's see. So mine is actually, I talked about my friends who are in the band who are staying here. Uh, I don't know if you guys would like them or not. They're a really good band called Beta Radio. Um, some guys I've known for quite a while. Well, I've known one of them for quite a while. I met the other one yesterday. But uh, it's really good music. They're extremely talented. And um, yeah, just go check them out. Be cool to get them some plays. Uh, you guys got anything else?
1: Hmm. I just realized I might have been muting Skype to like burp and cough and stuff, but it's going to be on Zencaster. So,
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's so funny.
2: <sighs>
1: yep, I think, unless i a good boy. No, it's
2: probably there. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, um, thanks for your patience with all the chaos this week, everybody. And oh, are we gonna, are we done for the year? Or are we recording more this year?
1: You want to feel if we're i are gonna
2: get inspired next
0: week? Yeah, we'll, we'll see.
2: Yeah, we'll see. Nice. We'll see. If we don't talk to you, have a great holiday season. And if we do, then see you still week. have a great one. But we'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. On.
1: Yeah. All right. Merry Christmas. Oh wait, I don't, I don't hang up then. No, don't hang up. All right. Okay. I love you.